You're listening, listening to, to Bible, Bible Plus. Bible Plus from Seesaw. Bible Plus is a podcast featuring short, daily discussions of every chapter in the New Testament. Bible Plus is designed to increase Bible reading, understanding, and enjoyment. Get more out of the Bible. Hi, guys. Uh, welcome back to Bible Plus. Thanks for joining us. Uh, today we're in chapter 11 of the book of Matthew. Can you believe it? We're in chapter 11. Um, we're here in Jesus's ministry. He's just been enlarging it, calling the disciples to follow them and encouraging them um, as they're following in it and learning to minister on his behalf. We're going to look at three things in this chapter today. Um, we're going to look at first how uh, the Lord strengthens and appraises John the Baptist as the forerunner uh, the forerunner for Christ's ministry. Second, we're going to look at uh, the Lord's attitude uh, toward the stubborn and unrepentant generation. As they're rejecting him, we're going to see how the Lord responds to that, what his attitude was. And then lastly, we're going to end with some really strong encouragement, golden verses, a call for all the burdened to come rest. And he gives the way for rest. So those three things, okay? Um, let's get started. So uh, verse 2 of this chapter, John the Baptist, he's actually in prison, okay? He's been in, put in prison by the Romans, and he sends some of his disciples to come to Jesus, and they come to J- Jesus and say, are you the coming one, or should we expect another? And it, and it may strike you as odd, because um, <laughs> it is, wait, John the Baptist's disciples, he sent them to ask Jesus, wait, are you the coming one? Are you the Christ? Are Are you the king? Wait a second. In John, th- I mean, sorry, in Matthew chapter three, um, John the Baptist was qu- um, fulfilling Isaiah's prophecy when he said, uh, "Make straight the way of the Lord. Um, repent for the kingdom." And Jesus comes to him, and you know, he says, "I'm not worthy to untie his sandal. I need to be baptized by you." But then um, John realizes this is the Christ. This is the Lamb of God. This is the King. But now it's, it's really odd. He's in prison and he sends his disciples, says, are you really the coming one? Okay, so what's going on here? Sometimes when our situation is not so fitting, we may in a sense be thrown into a prison and it's like, wait, I was helping you, God. I was ministering for your sake. And now the situation I'm in is a prison. Are you really the coming one? So it's almost like, you could, in a sense, be stumbled or um, struggle with getting around this. Like, how, are, how is it that you're God if I'm following you and now I'm in this situation? Well, what does Jesus say? He responds, go report to John the things that you hear and see. I am the one who, f- who fulfills the prophecies of Isaiah. The blind receive their sight. Wow. The lame walk. Wow. The lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear. No. The dead are raised and the poor have the gospel announced to them. So certainly he's saying, certainly just by the evidence alone, I am the Christ. And then he says this in verse six, blessed is he who is not stumbled because of me. What an encouragement to John the Baptist. He's saying your ministry was not in vain, John. It's coming to an end now because the king has come in with his ministry that you were, that you were foretelling with, you know, blind receiving their sight, the lamb walking and Christ coming and bringing in God's kingdom to the earth. And John, you're blessed if while you're there in that prison, you're not stumbled uh, by the situation. 
uh, this is amazing. He's giving such an encouragement and strengthening to come back to John the Baptist saying, John, it wasn't in vain. You served the king. And then he gives this appraisal and starting in verse seven, he says, actually, John, he wasn't just some, a reed shaken by the wind. He wasn't just a man arrayed in soft clothing. What did all these people go into the desert to see? And he goes, yes, he was a prophet, but much more than a prophet. Um, he was the one, the messenger sent by God. And listen to this. In verse 11, Jesus says this, um, just so in case people are saying, well, maybe um, John wasn't that much if he's just left to die in prison. But Jesus says, among those born of women, there has not been one greater than John the Baptist. Can you imagine that? Of all the people born, Jesus says there's not been one greater. So surely Jesus esteemed him high. John was there at the threshold bringing in God's king, Jesus Christ. No one greater yet than him. Okay, now listen to this though. The rest of the verse 11, yet he who is least in the kingdom of the heavens is greater than he, referring to John. So John the Baptist is the greatest man up till now, but guess what? There's a principle here we're seeing. Greatness in God's eyes is your proximity to God. Up until this point, no one had been nearer because John brought in the king. He ushered him in. But now the kingdom of God has come with Jesus Christ. He's die. He's dying for our sins to cleanse our conscience so he can enter into the human heart. And God, as the life-giving spirit, can dwell within man and make us his kingdom. That means now, as children of the kingdom, we're greater even than the greatest man up to that point, John the Baptist. This is incredible. And our greatness, the, great, the closer we are to God, the more we're filled with God, the greater we are in God's eyes. So may the Lord make us great men in his eyes, men close to him, close to the king, and filled with God. Okay, next thing we want to look at, that was the first thing with John. Second thing we want to look at in this chapter, Jesus' attitude. He's being reproached or rejected by these uh, towns he's going to preach in. Um, he laments over them, and he reproaches them, telling them actually um, that judgment is going to be uh, more tolerable. It would have been more tolerable for very sinful cities like Sodom and Tyre and Sidon, because they would have repented if they had seen what you're saying but you're not. And then what's striking here is he's, he's reproaching them. And he, you would think maybe the Lord is discouraged. It's Jesus. It's God in the flesh and he's being rejected. But amazingly, verse 25, he's not, he's not, um, he's not discouraged because he's in fellowship with the father and the father's will is what he lives for. He says, at that time, Jesus answered. It's like he was in a continuous conversation with God the Father. I extol you, Father. That means I praise you with insight. Father, Lord of heaven and of earth. That means, God, you're not just the Lord of heaven. You're the Lord of earth because I'm on this earth representing and standing with your will. And then in verse 26, yes, Father, for thus it has been well-pleasing in your sight, even for me to have this rejection. That's, that's incredible. So unlike he was encouraging John to take the father's will and Jesus here as a man was taking the father's will. So he was able to praise him. And uh, the last thing in this chapter, the last three verses, 28 through 30, such an encouragement to us, a call to all those that are weary and burdened to come and rest. If you're toiling, if you're burdened, listen to this. He says in verse 28, come to me, all who toil 
and are burdened, and I will give you rest. You know what you need if you're toiled and burdened and ready to give up and throw in the towel, the way things have been going, the way your Christian life has been? Maybe you're, you're, you're tired and you don't think you can make it any further. Just come to me. He says, come to me. Come to me. Just come to me just as you are. I'm not going to give you a thing called rest. I'm going to give you myself as rest. God doesn't give us a thing. He gives us himself in Christ as rest. And I will give you rest. And just like Jesus took the Father's will, in verse 29, he says, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and here you'll find rest for your souls. Just rest in the Father's will, and you will be at perfect rest. I will be your rest, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. These verses have been such an encouragement to me again and again as I follow Jesus and try to serve him um, with his church for his purpose. Um, I hope we would pray over these. Um, muse over verses 28 through 30, considering what kind of person as a man Jesus was. So um, thank you guys for joining today. What a, what a treasure this chapter 11 we saw. Uh, what, how Jesus treated John, his forerunner, his uh, attitude when he's rejected, and lastly, his call to all those who are weary and burdened to come find rest. Hope you enjoyed that. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. We'll see you on the next episode of uh, Bible Plus Podcast. Thanks for joining.